Welcome to Full Potential, Thriving with Autism. I'm your host, Sarah Antonato. This podcast teaches parents of children with autism to support their kids in reaching their full potential so that they can thrive and not let stereotypes define them. By looking at a variety of topics, such as health, advocacy, and spirituality, my mission is to end suffering amongst these parents by giving them the tools to heal themselves, which in turn empowers them to be bold advocates for their children. By gaining the confidence needed to do so, these parents stop being the victims of a broken system and instead succeed in providing their unique children with exactly what they need to thrive and share their own gifts with the world. One by one, these families now change the world through autism instead of being victimized by it. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome. Today's podcast episode is going to be one in which I lovingly lower the boom on you. And you might be wondering, well, what the heck could that be about, Sarah? And it's something that you can apply to everything in your life, but especially the things that come up when parenting a unique child. I know that you're already interested in doing whatever you can to help your child thrive. That's why you're listening to this podcast. I'm sure you're also reading books and exposing yourself to other resources that can help you support your child as they thrive, but also as you and the rest of your family thrive as well. Here's one important distinction, though. Being interested in something, even when you're interested enough to read the books, listen to the podcasts, consume the resources, does not bring you results. Today's episode is going to help you discern whether you've been interested in being the best parent, advocate, and supporter that you can be, or if you're actually committed to doing so. I meet a lot of people who are interested in something. You probably know tons of people who are interested in improving their fitness. They talk a lot about going to the gym. They buy new clothes. They might even book the membership. But what percentage of those people that you know actually do the work that needs to happen to generate the results, actually show up at the gym with commitment and don't screw around when they're there, actually go even when they're tired, even when they're not in the mood, and do what they've committed to doing anyway? Any guesses? I'm going to say maybe 10%. There is a statistic online that proves that when someone signs up for a program or some type of course to help them with anything, it could be fitness, it could be their business, only 30% actually finish the course. The other two-thirds drop off by about the halfway point. Now, you might be saying, How does this apply to me as a parent? Parent is something I can't drop off of. And I know you're in this for the long haul, whether you like it or not. But I'm guessing that you do like it because you're here and wanting more and more for your life. However, just because you're checking the boxes does not mean you're actually doing what it takes to elevate your child and your parenting journey to the next level. So let's take a closer look and see if we can get you into a headspace to take the next level of commitment 
seriously and doably as something you can embrace in your life. One of the best examples of this that I see in my work, but I'm sure you've heard about and seen in your own life, is the example of working with a child's diet. I meet hordes of parents on sales calls, on social media, who love to tell me that they know that improving their child's diet is a key point, if not the linchpin, in improving everything about their child's journey. And yet when I probe further and ask, have you tried this yet? Some of them say, no, I don't even know where to start. And to those people, I want you to know I've got you. Book a call with me. Other people say, yes, I've tried it. I've read some books. I started implementing and things were actually going well. And then I stopped. And when I asked them why they stopped, of course, the specifics vary, but usually the response is, I got too busy or I got tired of pushing back against the grandparents who didn't respect what I was doing, or I wasn't really sure if it was working long-term because I wasn't tracking anything. I wasn't working with a specialist. So I just stopped because it seemed so hard that I just let it go. And if you're one of those people while you're listening to this, I want you to know there's no judgment from me here. None. I know the things you face every day, and I know you're doing the best you can with the tools you have in this moment. More on that later. But it's time to really be honest with yourself. Could you have been more committed if that example of working with your child's diet described your life? Are you listening to this podcast to tell yourself that You're interested in helping your child thrive in a way that people said is not even possible? Or are you actually doing the work when this episode is over to make that happen? Are you actually implementing the things we talk about on the podcast? Are you actually doing the things that you said you would do? Let's go back to the diet example because this is a really powerful one. It's one that brings incredible results when you do it 100%. But when you do it 50%, it's actually much more difficult. Even if you do it 90%, it's much more difficult for a couple of reasons. One, you don't see the results. There is proof, for example, with a gluten-free diet that even eating gluten once per week provokes symptoms of leaky gut syndrome to worsen. You might be 90% committed, but if that 1% or 10% or whatever percent of error is there, you're not going to see the results that you're working so hard for. What happens when you don't see the results? Morale drops, and it drops quickly. You ask yourself, why am I even doing this? I'm not seeing results. I'm tired. This is taking a lot of energy. Why should I bother? One of my mentors, Jim Fortin, loves to say, and it's true, being 100% committed is easy. Being 90% committed is very hard. Another reason this is true is because of the mental fatigue that goes into constantly negotiating with yourself. Should I? Shouldn't I? Have you ever had that moment yourself when you've told yourself, I'm going to go to the gym today? And you have your gym clothes on, 
you have your sneakers on, you're ready to go, and you think, oh, I should just stop at the dry cleaners first and pick up my stuff so they don't forget later. So you go and you do that. And then you think, oh, while I'm out, I should return these library books. So you go and do that, etc., etc. Next thing you know, not only have you not kept your word to yourself and gone to the gym, but you feel mentally drained from the decision fatigue that you've put yourself through for the last few hours. Should I? Shouldn't I? How much energy will you save if you stop negotiating with yourself? How much time will you save if you stop negotiating and just commit? That person who did the errands before going to the gym was very interested in improving their fitness. They did many things that would help them along the way, but they weren't committed because they were prioritizing other things before their own well-being, before their commitment to themselves. If this is triggering you, I want you to take a deep breath and keep listening. There's no judgment here except the judgment you're placing on yourself. What's possible for you if you remove the judgment? And just give yourself the space to learn, absorb, and then try again tomorrow. I'm going to revisit the diet example again because even parents of neurotypical kids can relate to this. I hear it amongst my community all the time. Parents are concerned that their kids are going to too many birthday parties, eating too much pizza, not sleeping as well, their skin's breaking out a little bit, their bodies are talking to them and telling them they don't feel great, and at the same time, they feel like it's too much work to take action or they don't know where to start. So... When my own child was two, we decided to experiment with him being gluten-free and dairy-free. And we quickly followed up with a doctor to make sure that he was getting everything that he needed. We'd already not removed because we never involved food dyes, pesticides, things like that in his diet. So we had already been quite careful. We were also vegetarians. I'm still a vegetarian, but We had our work to do in making our child gluten and dairy-free. And a lot of it was not in the day-to-day stuff. Because when we cooked at home, we didn't really eat gluten and dairy. A lot of it had to do with the boundaries that we instilled with family, especially extended family who wanted to give him treats, and going to parties, holidays, out to dinner, things like that. That's a lot of the work here that needs to happen with commitment. The food itself is probably the least of the challenge, especially if you're people who cook at home. A lot of it has to do with communication, limits, boundaries, and really standing in your power when other people in your life push back. Someone who's interested in changing their child's diet will feel the pushback, be unprepared, with how to handle it because they haven't really immersed themselves in the resources and the supports they need and just give in because it's too mentally draining. Someone who's committed will enlist the help that they need. In my case, that was a doctor who I trusted, who worked with special needs kids because when I used the word doctor with grandparents and friends and family, nobody questioned what I was doing. Before that, When I went to friends and family and said, hey, 
Rocco is gluten-free and dairy-free. Instead of most of them saying, that's wonderful. How can we support you? I was called a wicked witch. I was looked at as if I was withholding love from my child. You name it. It was a lot. And it didn't matter to me at all because I was committed to helping my child at any cost. A key difference between being committed and being interested is that when you're committed, you will be resourceful in finding the solutions that you need along the way. Even when there seem to be zero solutions, you will find a way. I know you've had moments in your life when you wanted to buy something or invest in something for yourself and yet your bank account said no. So what did you do? You went and sold something on eBay. You asked your parents for a loan. You went out and took out a second job. You made a way when there wasn't a way. This is what committed people do. This is what resourceful people do. And it's not always with money. When my son had been gluten and dairy free for nine years, I got new test work, blood work back for him with new results that we had never seen before, indicating that it would be best for him if we removed nuts, seeds, dried fruit, and all grains from his diet. This was just seven months ago. And as I mentioned earlier in this episode, we've been vegetarians. So now take a vegetarian kid who's already gluten and dairy free and decide to remove nuts, seeds, and all grains from his diet. Even for me, who is a ninja in the kitchen after years of practice, it was intimidating. And yet I know from having been committed to him thriving on so many levels previously, that if I was going to do this, I was going to go all in because that's the only way to see if it really helps or not. If you half-ass something, you're never going to know if it really helps you or not because you're never going to see the change that is possible. If you go all in, even for a short period of time, and nothing changes, no problem. You don't need to be committed anymore. Just stop. But you have a decisive answer. Many people, when they're not fully committed, not only are not seeing the results they want, but they're also questioning themselves. They go to bed late at night with their mind racing because deep in their gut, they know they don't have an answer. They don't have direction with what to do next. This is why commitment is so important. So we decided to take our August vacation that we take every year for two weeks and dive in. This meant I cleaned out the fridge and the pantry of all the things he couldn't have. This also meant I had to start offering new and different things. I cooked chicken for the first time in probably 20 years for my child to offer it to him to see if he would like it. I researched the best places to buy that chicken because I don't feed my family food that I think is going to be toxic. So I found a farm with grass-fed chicken to get a supply that I believed in for him. P.S. He's not a huge fan, which is fine by me, but sometimes he eats it and I support that. I let family members know when they were coming to visit on the vacation, there were things that Rocco could not have anymore and that they would have to buy different things if they wanted him to have a treat. It was work. 
It required limits and boundaries. It required communication. It required experimentation to see what clicked and what didn't click. It even required me to communicate with our district because his AAC device, the iPad he uses to talk and communicate, needed to be updated because some of the things he used to eat on a daily basis were no longer available to him and had to be removed. And new foods had to be put in as replacement. It was a job. I'm not going to say that it wasn't. But I was fully committed to that job. And you know what happened? In one month of being fully committed, his behavior changed for the better, his sleep changed for the better, and he was already pretty good there. His temperament changed for the better. His blood work changed for the better. There were things in his blood work that we had been unable to find answers to, even with the best specialists involved. One month of these dietary changes, the issues were gone. I had a decisive answer. I knew it was worth it for us to stay committed and keep going. Now, seven months in, it's just a way of life. We don't even think about it anymore. But in the beginning, it was a lot. And the commitment was the only thing that got us through long enough to see that it was worth it. If I had been only interested, I never would have been successful. We never would have seen how much happier he is and how much better he feels and how different he even looks because we wouldn't have known the answer. I want you to know that if you're hearing this story about my child and thinking, I want to be that committed, but I don't know how, keep listening. I've got you. If your pattern has been to be interested, but you don't want to be committed, what gets you through that? One, accountability, support, and being invested in the experience, literally. One of the reasons I was successful in removing those things from my son's diet recently was because I work with a doctor who helped us, who we pay for out of pocket. What good would it be for me to do those extensive lab tests, pay for them, get the results back, and then not do the things that we knew were going to change the results for the better? Knowing that I'd invested that time and energy and money in this process made me say, well, let's at least keep going and try it because we've come this far. Too many parents are flying solo and it's hurting them and it's hurting their child. If you've read the diet books for your child, read the gut bacteria books and think this sounds great, but I don't know how to do this alone. And then you try a little bit, but don't feel confident in what you're doing. You're setting yourself up for failure. I don't blame you for never being able to truly be committed in this process because you're not equipped. Parenting a special child requires support. What do you hope to gain by continually telling yourself to do it alone? Have you fully considered what it is going to cost you long-term to not enlist support? One of my favorite phrases that I say to my clients 
is that nobody gets left behind. When you work with me, you do not get left behind. I let them know on our first call that I will lovingly call them out when they're not showing up for the work. I know things get hard. That's why people hire me, so that they have someone to hold their hand when things get hard. They have someone to help them remain committed when things get hard, because things will get hard. That's why I have support in my own life too. Now, you probably have clarity around whether you're interested in helping your child thrive or if you're truly committed to helping your child thrive. And what I'm about to say, I'm saying with love and respect. If you are interested in helping your child thrive, but you know you're not committed, please connect with me on social media. I share a lot of great information there. And I love having conversations there. Please keep listening to this podcast. It's a resource for you. But please do not book a call with me. Do not email me asking for solutions. Unless you're committed. Or ready to commit, but don't know how. If that's where you are, Let us know. Let me know. Send me an email. It's okay. I'm here to help you learn to be committed. If you are not committed in this moment, and I say this with the deepest level of love and respect, don't waste my time. Don't waste your time. There is no judgment if you're not ready to commit. We've all had moments in our lives where we have the solution right in front of us, and yet we do nothing about it. I used to be that way in different areas of my life too, but I'm not available to help those people for one reason only. I'm too invested in the results my clients want and need to get in their lives. I'm here to help them get real, tangible change. To receive that takes commitment. That's what I'm here for. So if you're somebody who's interested, but not committed, here's what I want you to know. Come back when you're ready. Come back when you're ready to commit. And I will welcome you with open arms. My work does not have an expiration date. If you're interested, let yourself stay interested. And when you're ready to commit, that's the time to get on my calendar, book a call, And let's talk. And to those of you who are telling yourself an old story that you don't know how to be committed to things or you're not disciplined or you're not somebody who follows through or is able to finish what you start, what is that belief going to cost you in the long run? What if you get the support you need to change that pattern now? Because this work is not about your old patterns or anything in your past that has caused you not to be successful. This work is about what you need in this moment 
to be successful now and in your future. If this is the work that you're ready to do, I invite you to click the link in the show notes and book a call with me. If you're ready to let go of all the excuses in your life as to why you can't be committed and just do it, I invite you to book a call. If you have questions about anything relating to what it really takes to be committed, send me an email, sarah at sarahintonato.com. Let's talk. I am simply evidence that it is possible for your child to thrive no matter what the statistics say, no matter what the stereotypes say. What's possible for me is possible for you if and when you are ready to be committed. Thank you so much for listening today. Have a wonderful day. Take care. If today's show resonated with you, please leave a review through your favorite podcast provider as it's an important step in allowing new listeners to find us when they need to hear this message in their own lives.